Whoa. 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 Tap in with your kinfolk, you building a lot. Got the keys to the city when the city is locked. Open your mind, you can see the culture defined. Through the music and lifestyle, get deep in the land. Seeking you fine, we just want our people to shine. On that platform, platform, you can rewind. This is bigger than some content, you can decide. Got the keys to the city, podcast is a vibe. Tap in. Welcome back to another episode of Key to the City Podcast. We sure appreciate y'all joining us for episode nine. Shout out to everybody that's been tapping in with the boy uh, since the beginning. We appreciate your comments, your love, support, your like, your shares, telling your mama and them, everybody like that. I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, the Thanksgiving Collection. That's what I call them. They don't officially have a group name, but shout out to the guys, uh, Kobe Boumaye, uh, Hollywood Luck, Tricky Hudson, D-O-N-O Vegas, uh, my dog Savvy, and uh, Charles Palmer, the P. Diddy of the city. They will be putting together uh, the Thanksgiving experience. That's going down Wednesday, uh, November 22nd. I think that is the day before Thanksgiving. So at Doolin Hall and Fondren. So make sure y'all get out there and support, man. Uh, they doing major things for the city. And uh, yeah, go out there and show your love. And uh, just like with our past episodes, this episode is no different. We're going to keep hitting you in the head with quality content and quality guests. And on today's episode, we have a budding singer and songwriter. She's just a vibe. Uh, I love her music. Uh, She's straight out of the city, straight out of the jack. And um, she describes her style as like urban gospel with a fusion of neo-soul. So, yeah, um, definitely music to I use her music to study to. Uh, just relax if I want to sit on the balcony or something, you know, and do a little something or just be stress-free, man. She give me that type of vibe. And, uh, you probably seen on the scene at Jackson Indie Music Week, uh, earlier this year, uh, doing a thing. Um, and she also get down with that bass and that lead guitar, man. So she just very well rounded. So we're going to find out more about her, her journey, um, Y'all want to check out some of her vi- uh, vibes on um, iTunes. Uh, check out Keep Fighting, uh, What You Living For, and uh, my favorite, uh, Listen, I'm Talking to You. That thing is a vibe right there, so make sure y'all check that out. But yeah, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my kinfo, welcome to the city. The young queen, Allie Durr. What's going on, queen? Hey, what's y'all? How, how's everybody doing? Everybody doing well. I pronounced your name right, Allie. Yeah, you did. You did. All right, you did. All, right, all right. How your day going so far? You making it's it? It's going. I'm making it. It's it's morning time, so you know I got the morning the morning tone. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse it's, the stuttering. <laughs> no, it's all good. And you, my earliest interview thus far this season. I'm okay. usually not a morning person, but uh. No, I take that back. I get up and work out every now and then, but um, it's a different vibe. So I appreciate you bringing this new vibe, this new morning vibe. You made me want to start a morning show. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I sure enough appreciate you. Uh, but we're glad to have you in the city, uh, Miss Allie Durr. Uh, like I was telling my audience, you definitely a vibe. So 
uh, anybody, I love my platform because anybody that I'm curious about and want to find out more about, I definitely try to reach out to. Um, so I'm glad you um, felt me special enough to respond and hit your boy back. And uh, I sure appreciate you. So uh, I already know you from Jackson. You're from the city. Um, and I just want to jump right into your you, you come from a singing family, correct? I do. And at what age would you say it was that you recognized that you really had an affinity for music? Um, it was really like life changing for you, made an impact for you. Well, I would say in my adult years, but I started um, singing in the church choir when I was younger. And mm -hmm. my mother, um, she observed that I knew how to clap on beat. I knew um, every song. Mm -hmm. I knew the soloist. I knew her part or his part. I knew the background part. And um, she just kept me into music with, you know, school choirs and church choirs and community choirs. And um, when I was a preteen, uh, me and several, a few of my cousins were in an ensemble. Mm -hmm. um, we sung um, gospel music and, you know, people would invite us to sing at, you know, their events and, um, and things like that. And so when I got to college, um, I was a part of the JSU ensemble as well. And okay. I got out the choir after Dr. Castilla passed. Mm. Um, and so I started just focusing on art and graphics and visuals and because it's what I majored in at Jackson State. Okay. And so uh, when I got to that part, um, I really loved what I did. and. I just knew music, I always had that. So I'm like, why would I want to major in music? I got that already. I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until 2020 um, in a pandemic um, wow. where I, it actually called me in, you know, like, and that's when I came up, that's when I delivered the song, What You Living For. Mm -hmm. And um, it was written as a poem and then I went back, I was led back into it to put it into a song after the event with George Floyd and, you know, different things that was going on while we were in the pandemic and how there was riots and, right. you know, and things like that. And so um, I just really took that time out just to observe and just be led to deliver such a song. And when I tell you, when that song was out there, I didn't, I didn't realize how such an impact it was because I'm like, you know, I'm just putting music out here. That's mm -hmm. in my head. But it's right. like how I was being led was to be an impact and making and make it effective to mm -hmm. the people that needs to hear it. And so I was like, wow. And from that point on, um, I had my first show in 2021 at Urban Fox's After Hours concert. Yeah, shout out to Urban Foxes. Uh, yeah, Urban Foxes, they took care of me. Cody, his people, yeah. they take care of me all the time. But what? But before then, I had a tragedy where I lost my father. Mm. I lost my, my father. Thank you. I lost my father three months before my actual show mm. in 2021. So I was talking to him about it 
you know, some months back before then. And I was like, well, Pops, you know, I got a show coming up in 2021. Um, in December 2021, I was like, you know, I'm excited, but I'm a little nervous. I was like, you know, I get to perform my song. And he was telling me some things to do, you know, as far as being a musician. He was like, I think you should play your guitar, you know, and, mm. you know, learn it more. And so that way, you know, if you can't have a band, you got your guitar, you got your voice and, you know, you just make a profit off of that. So he was thinking kind of like, you know, money wise, mm-hmm. not, not me spending so much money out, but just using what I have and just being a creative at that point. So, but unfortunately he did not make that performance, mm-hmm. but I did play my guitar at that performance for him. And when I performed that show, I bet I there was emotion. It was, it was very emotional. And um, when I got on the stage, I would say the stage, but when I performed, it's like, I couldn't see nobody in the room. Mm. And it was more so like, I was speaking and being expressive in another, in another way. Yeah. And um, I just knew, I just wanted to represent him. One, giving him 100% of what he was teaching me about just being a performer and a creative. And like I said, I got to give my all. I said, it's people in here, you know, and they expect to see a good show. So I'm going to give them what they came here for. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a great performance for me starting off my first time doing a show, you know, with a live band and singers and um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun, but it was also, it was definitely emotional because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But I knew he had faith in me to do a good job at, you know, music. Mm. When did He's you notice? Biggest fan. When did you notice that um, what you living for was having such an impact? Were you getting like DMs or people resharing the content or what? Yes, I was getting DMs um, from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And people were calling me was like, whoa, is that you? I was like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, some people that some, some, I would call them big time musicians, which they are. That's from like in LA, you know, different areas that played with um, Tony, Tony Band and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and different artists that they play for. You know, I shared my music with them and they shared my music with other people. And so just my bravery mm. of like, hey, I want you, I want you guys to hear this song or whatever that I, you know, that I developed in. And they really love the song. And from that point on, my connections like with different artists just started to blossom just by that one song. Mm-hmm. And people started, they started to notice me, they started to notice my sound, you know, and it's people still today, like I still listen to that song. Like like it's such a vibe like I listen to it every morning and so I'm grateful and it makes me happy to know that other people are being um appreciative of what you put out your art that you put out there because first I was like I don't know how this song gonna do but I'm gonna put it out there and you know mm-hmm. that's just my thinking you know you know we got it on ourselves you yeah know. yeah man <laughs> And you never know, like, 
we all at least we know someone's listening but you never really know to the impact they have on you to you you reach out and it could come at a moment when let's say you was at a moment where you was at the crossroads and thinking about quitting that's when you'll get a message like that song really touched me such and such or something that inspired you to keep on pushing yes and you so right because oftentimes since i started the solo career um I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. And those bad days was, more, was mostly dealing with myself mm-hmm. um, and being a creative and just having spaces where I can't think, I can't create, I can't mm. process, I don't get enough rest. I'm like, maybe it's not for me. Maybe we just a season for this in time. But it's always somebody that I say that God sends your way to be like, what you working on? on? What you doing? How's this coming? And I'm like, okay, since you tell me, okay, I'm gonna just keep moving. I'm gonna keep (laughs) up. You know, even with, and even with, you know, me playing bass, I know you asked me that yet, but I'm gonna just throw it out there. (laughs) It's all good. That's a good segue. (laughs) (laughs) Even with me playing bass, I have a lot of bass friends and they always would ask me, when you play the bass, how the bass coming? You've been mm. playing, you've been practicing. You know, you should play your bass at your shows. You know, and they and they, and they give and I not love that because it's like, you know, I can self doubt, have self doubt, but then it's like there's people that actually believe in you. So you need to pick up that bass. You need to play it. How the right. guitar coming? So I I I I appreciate that, and it goes a long way um, for me being an artist. And allowing people to see another side of me other than the vocals. So did you uh you produce as well? Like as far as did you do the tracks for uh what are you living for? No, I didn't do the tracks. Um okay. the producer was Terrence Evans. Okay. He produced it, I wrote it, I gave him the sound of what I wanted to hear, and he just took his magic from there so i i say that i produced i'm yeah. always intrigued by like can you read music i can't read are oh, you about to say, see that's so amazing to me and you self talk on the mm-hmm. bass and wow. well let me say this <clears throat> let me say this um i've always even in high school when i was in music i've always had trouble with music theory mm-hmm. right 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 and even in college, I took a music theory class in college that I wanted to take. And I did very well in that class because I had other people in there to help me that was in the band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them, I was like, y'all, yo, like, I can hear by ear, but I cannot read no music. <laughs> <laughs> and so they would help me and the teacher would help me to, you know, with the music theory and even now i'm still studying music theory i have a book at home just to study mm-hmm. um but with the guitar i bought my guitar uh well one of my guitars i bought in 2020 to practice and mm-hmm. i taught myself on that guitar with the help of youtube and um amazing <laughs> um i went to a um a music school called 601 music studios arts and academy it's on lakeland drive Mm-hmm. I took that. I went to school for six. I want to say six months. Six months, and I had a guy to, to teach me 
the theory and I got, I've gotten better from learning that. I learned triads and things like that. So I wanted a one-on-one experience on top of myself being self-taught. Mm-hmm. And so after six months, I left the school. I was, I graduated mm-hmm. and I said, well, I guess I'm going to teach my, you know, continue on what, what he, what the skills that he given skills that he taught me, I'm going to take that on and just navigate. And now he's in Nashville, so you know I wouldn't have no other teacher than him. So he's gone, so I wouldn't probably go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, that the guitar was self-taught with with help, and the bass. I wanted to learn bass when I was seventeen years old. Mm. I had um, I requested this particular person to help me, and his name is Nate Henson. He's one of the baddest bass players in Jackson, Mississippi. Shut he up, taught, Nate. Yeah, he taught me how to play bass, the fundamentals of playing bass. And he would give me, I think we would do like a 30 minute to 45 minute lesson. And we didn't stay, I think me and him, it was three months, three, maybe three to four months. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, if you can sing it, you can play it. Mm-hmm. And he sent me on. And so from that point, I always think about that, like, if you can sing it, you can play it. So I've had some great experiences with my, with my guitars. And um, my mother, she plays piano. So wow. she um, she has, you know, the piano books at home, you know, mm-hmm. to study and whatever. But I was like, Mom, I don't want to play piano. You know, I want to play the guitars. Like, I want to. I want to be funky. Like I want to stand up and sing and play. I want to groove and move. And so that's why I never wanted to get into piano because I just felt like I would just be sitting there, you know, be trying to dance and sing on the piano. But it's it's okay. But I want to. Yeah. Sing. Oh, hey, a piano is a vibe. And the, the older I get, I wish I would have learned how to play piano because I just see myself now with a buttoned up, open chest hair showing. I got the cigar in my mouth with the cognac sitting on top, just playing the. That's a vibe, but yeah. I applaud you for sticking with that music theory. I dropped the whole program at University of Memphis because I just could not get it. I did not understand. Yeah. It was a it was a tough course for your boy. <laughs> it's still tough, but you know what? Just keep keep reading the book, man. Keep reading the book. Order the book. Yeah. And try to make time. Try to make time for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love to challenge myself, so I probably get on that. Yeah. Um, Key to the City podcast. We got the Queen Allie Durin here. Um, what's urban gospel? I would say urban gospel is the contemporary. Um, it's not based off tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the sound. Um, it's the message. Sure. And I love neo soul. I was born into gospel music, but I grew to love neo soul because of the sound of the guitar sound mm, of the on, bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the things that I say, the things that I write, you know, comes strictly from the heart. It comes from experiences. It comes from bad relationships, good relationships. Mm-hmm. It comes from, you know, things within and so I I like to read books I like to read literature um, 
Mm-hmm. I take take things from the Bible as you know, as wisdom and knowledge. And so I compile all those things and I mix them in with different musical influences. And that's mm-hmm. why I call it, that's why I say urban gospel because that's what I was born in. Mm-hmm. So you gonna always, you gonna feel that energy <laughs> when I'm singing or performing, you gonna feel it. So, you know, I don't, I don't like to, you know, consider myself as just one genre. Okay. Because um, I was going to ask, would that be considered secular? Now, or are you a gospel artist? Let me say this. I'm Come a on, gospel break it down. artist. I'm a gospel artist. And this is something that I'm discovering. Okay. With entering into music, I'm discovering this. I'm a gospel artist. And I say that it's the message that delivers mm. out. The sound is just the compilation of what is out of what you, the ingredients of what you want that particular mm-hmm. song to be. So people would say it's secular because it's not the traditional gospel that they hear. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't say. I don't think I would oh. say it's secular because, uh, you yeah. know, when I listen to you, I get a vibe of sounds of blackness somebody else told me that you know i think uh i might be mistaken but i think they kind of created a lane for that uh because it's not it's not no stop what people say you're not mm-hmm. but at the same time i still feel the spirit from you and at the same time i still feel relatable situations from you so to speak and it's not not that gospel music some people feel that gospel music tends to push a message down their throat but i feel like you what's the word for it? they make it you make it palatable because mm-hmm. i grew up in the church as well um and you know uh on the uh melodies from heaven and all that but i feel like i don't know i think you kind of in the lane of your own what do you think yeah, I, I, think, other artists. I think so too, because um I try to I, I want to create a lane of my own. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to be categorized into this and to that. And so one of my favorite artists is Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Mm. Stevie Wonder has so has so many has has a catalog of sounds that can go anywhere. Come on. And so I, I cater to him other than his lyrics, but I cater to his sound and where he comes from. One of my favorite songs is um, Ass and um, Till, I Reach, Till I Reach the Higher Ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. I researched Till I Reach the Higher Ground to actually see, okay, what, what was he actually going through with that? He said that how he came up with Till I Reach the Higher Ground, he said he was in an accident. Mm. He was in a bad accident. Um, I think a, a 18 wheeler truck was carrying some logs or something on the truck and it, it, it hit him to where he was. I don't want to lie on the man, but either he was in a coma or something happened to him. Mm-hmm. And he had already wrote and developed the song till I reached a higher ground. So when he got out, I guess he had a part where he was reincarnated. What's the word? Um, reincarnated. He came, 
yeah, reincarnated. He felt like he was reincarnated when he wrote that song. So he finished mm. it. So when I went back to lyrics, I said, okay, that's what he, that's the tragedy that caused him to make that song. Mm-hmm. And I performed that song um, back in August. And it all, it almost felt like I knew exactly what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel, that's why I say it's the spirit that a person has in their music. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the, just the energy and mm-hmm. the soul that they have. I would consider myself as a soul artist, a soul music artist. For sure, for sure. So that's what I say. I I, I want to create my own lane, not to be categorized in a in a in a type of genre. Mm-hmm. Because if you want me to go to church, I'll take it there. Mm. Come on. If you want me to give you a vibe, I'll take you there too. If you want me to give you something else, I'll take you there too. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm versatile in those versatile in those areas. So I agree. So what's your like what's your um um version of success, idea of success with this, or is there one? Do you just do this out of love or do you have ultimate goals to see yourself as a full time artist? Or you just enjoy making the music? Cause we we don't do we have any full projects like full length projects, like an album or an EP. Come on, we need that. It's in the it's in the works. Okay. Um, it's in the works. Um, I actually have a song that I've been performing. It's mm-hmm. going to be released before the year ends. It's called "Don't Let It Go." So okay. be on the lookout for that one. Um, Two so- listen, and that song that was supposed to have been on the EP. That's my jam. But there were people after I, you know, after my couple of my a couple of my performances, there were people like, "How can I get your music? You got some music out?" Da 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 da. So they kept asking me about more music. Mm-hmm. So I told the producer, I said, "You know what? I was thinking about doing the EP." I said, "But people keep asking me for more music." And I was like, "If it's something that they need, I was like, when I give it to them, mm-hmm. you know." Why I have why I have it as I'm working on it now? I just let's give it to him. And so I talked with the sound engineer, and he and he thought it was like a incredible idea. Like yeah, Ali, just just yeah, go on, just put it out there. So yes, there is an album in the works, and um, ooh, <laughs> it's an album <laughs> in the works, and and I really. Um, with this, I really see myself working with my producer and the same guys that's been on the music and a couple of more people, mm. a couple more different people. Um, and when I say I'm envisioning this, it's going to be probably a great project. I'm speaking. It's going to be a great project. Um, my success with this I feel like I know this is my call. I know this is somewhere that I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. because I get breakthrough just from performing and singing. Mm-hmm. I hear sounds, I hear music, I record it, I save them. And even with the people, multiple people that come in the DMs that I receive, you know, 
then I wouldn't even think of, uh, you know, have people have, I haven't even heard of DM me saying, I love what you're doing. Keep doing music. Keep it up. You know, we Thanks. need this. Mm-hmm. That's another, that's another step as, okay, you're there. I do see myself as a full-time musician, as a full-time artist. I just don't know when because it's, you know, I'm actually kind of, I won't say I'm afraid, but I haven't been in that place. And I don't know mm-hmm. how that place feels, but I, I have, I have a deep down inside. I know that this career is supposed to continue on. It's supposed to continue on because of the, because of the people that take their time to connect to me mm-hmm. and i know they have a, their their schedules are very tedious mm-hmm. and for them to take their time out to connect to me and talk to me and make sure that i'm staying you know on course and you know preparing me you know to be um a success a successful artist in the music industry i know god is taking me somewhere so we just the signs that I see, just the confirmations and things like that. So um, that's. I think you have a healthy fear. I don't think it's a fear that you would allow to cripple you and make you stagnant. Uh, you know, anything that you um, have an experience for the first time, you're going to be a little nervous about it. So. But like you say, as God continue to give you signs, you know you're on the right track. And then the type of music you make, it don't matter when you break or whatever. You know, your level of success will be what it is, and you'll recognize it once you're there. Um, ain't like you a rapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they put age limits on rappers, but they like these rock and roll artists, tour to the 80s. Yeah, they do. I never understood that, man. But we do that to ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's whatever. But this has been a, a very intriguing interview. And, you know, I felt like we had a heartfelt one-on-one and it was just good to learn more about you and why your music is the way it is. And I definitely understand and we definitely need more of it because we're yeah. definitely fiending for it. And, you know, that's the, like I say, I'll be 40 next year, Lord willing, and, um, I'm kind of shying away from uh, rap slowly but surely. I'm more over my Afro beats and R&B and Ari yeah. Linux and Jill Scott. So that's the lanes I put you in. And uh, yeah, and I get that too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get the Lauren. I get the Lauren Hill. Come I on, the, the Badu. Uh, <laughs> Badu. <get> the Badu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what so, about? It was so crazy. What's so crazy is that. I I listened I I listened to them when I was in in college, mm-hmm. but sometimes you can't just you, you can't listen to to them all of the time because you will start copying what they do. Right. So right. that's why I'm like you know say I don't listen to a lot of music, and I just you know kind of feed off of what I hear, and then I just you know take to somebody they make it popping or whatever. So, but I do get that Lauren Hill and Badu and, you know, 
Sade. Indy, Indy, Indy Sade. Yeah. Yep. What about Janae? Aiko. I haven't got her. Mm. Okay. I haven't got her. Well, she probably too freaky anyway. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we gonna end it on that. Keep to the city podcast. I want y'all to give it up for the Queen Allie Durr for stopping through. And uh y'all go out there, support her, support her music. She's gonna be dropping more. She already told us right here, so we got it on tape. She yeah. can't lie. And we're gonna hold <laughs> up to it. Make sure y'all support her. And uh we appreciate y'all continue to support the uh platform. And uh, I'm Mr. Key to the City. I thank y'all. Mr. Key to the City, y'all. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate y'all. Appreciate all the love, man. <laughs> Peace, love, blessings. We out. <laughs> All right, y'all.